This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, sir. It's hour number two of the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having an outstanding day. NFL Nation, 32 questions about the NFL, one for every NFL team. What's the one they asked about the Cowboys? What do you think is the most important question about this team here? As the offseason will really crank up next week, they'll be at the Combine. All the agents are going to be in there to talk with Jones boys there in their bus, and the news will start flowing. Agents will be happy in sharing with media members. Agents will be ticked in sharing with media members. And hopefully we can get some progress on that juicy DeAndre Hopkins story that Broadus just talked about. General at your service, there is Broadus, the former scout and executive. Lucius Alexander is uh, in the pimp cup over there at Master Control. Woolchuck and uh, you got Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Eric Chiafalo is on uh, family duty today. He's doing some family stuff. But yeah, the, the Hopkins thing. It's really unreal, and I'll tell you, I was going to hold this for later on, but I think the Cowboys are going to make a big move. I don't think like getting uh, into excited phases talking about either Stephon Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins is misplaced like it's been in years past. My reasoning is they knew last year, last offseason, the fans were getting skeptical. They called Stephen Catboy. Jerry at the trade deadline mentioned you know, this feeling that fans have that they don't believe the Cowboys will go all in for the right player anymore. And, you know, he tried to convince us they were through the courting of Odell Beckham Jr. This was on the Jones boys' radars last year. They know that the fan base is starting to fold their arms at him and say, you don't have the balls to go build a real contender. You're too conservative with your cap management. And I think they're going to make a move to try to, to hit the fan base with a ton of excitement. That's just the feeling in my gut, Brian. Do you have any reason or, or what, what are your thoughts on that? Cowboys making a big swing for something this offseason as compared to previous ones. I like where you're going. Would you have, would you have thought that the Odell Beckham was a swing at it? Um, yeah, but no, no, I'm just trying, I'm trying yeah. to say it in a way of yeah. maybe some attitudes are yeah. changing over there. You yeah. know, the sense of maybe a sense of urgency. I mean, if you give him $14 million, that would be the biggest free agent you've signed in right. 15 years. No, no. That, so, I, I, yeah. was, I was trying to, I was trying to kind of walk that path of, I see what you're doing now. Yeah. 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 If it goes to me, it, Cowboys in the past would have just said, now nah, we're we cool. need the cap space. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah. We're not. Hey, we're not interested yeah. in Odell Beckham. You know, sure. we're, you know, we're not. We're not going to try and make this team any better for a playoff run. Maybe you know? he. Maybe he's still teasing. Like four six nine says, Cat Boy still Cat Boy. Uh, well, he is two one four. No, they will not. Dawson, stop it. I to me, I I don't know. The last two years, if you go into, the, I think Kellen Moore lost his job this year because. They didn't win a playoff game. Where they, that's the second year in a row where they didn't score enough points. I think and this it, is a big offseason of reevaluation, I, everything about the operation. I totally agree with you. And that, to me, is like, okay, you know, they're, they, they're probably looking at that Gallup deal and going, man, we, we, we 
probably went a little too early on that one. Yeah. I, and I, I feel like, though, that I feel like it's in them. I feel like it's in them to try and maybe make a deal for, for Hopkins. You know, that, that, that guy, you talk about a bad ball catcher and all that, and people are going to read into that that I'm saying that Dak throws bad balls. I'm just saying, though. Every quarterback throws about 20% of his balls are bad every that's game. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. But when you start to talk about an offense that needs, it's about timing, it's about accuracy, it's about you need receivers like a C.D. Lamb that'll go get it, a DeAndre Hopkins that'll go get it. Yeah. You know, you need those guys. You don't need a guy where the ball's clanging off him like Noah Brown and what we've seen from Gallup. Well, the story is he's he he's in Texas. He's he's working out at a high school close to Frisco with Des yeah. Bryant. Yeah. And you know, a lot of guys like to hang out in North Texas and all well, that. And, and I had people remind me that HQ. I had people remind, well, Kyler Murray is you know, he works out here. I'm like, well, Kyler Murray's from here. Yeah. You know, Kyler Murray is from from this area, so it makes sense to him coming home. Right. I think it's a little bit different. You know, DeAndre Hopkins spent a lot of his career down in Houston. Obviously, he has some maybe some love for the state of Texas in that way. The fact that Des Bryant's even working out with him. And again, Des, if you're listening, man, come on. We'd like to talk yeah. about it. Love to hear how both yeah. of you guys are doing. Des yeah. is only 34 now. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear from Des. But, I mean, and to act like DeAndre Hopkins isn't still one of the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, he's amazing. The production is still crazy. He it's played like, nine games last year, still had 64 catches yeah. for 717 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. And that was, he didn't have Kyler for a lot of those games. So, I mean, the guy is still an outstanding football well, he, player. I just saw, you know, in the story, I mean, he's caught 50 balls for, you know, nine out of the 10 seasons he's played. You know, think about that. I mean, you know, just think about him. The targets, the receptions are always big with this guy. And only a second rounder to trade for him. That seems yeah. low, uh, but he's older, you know. Uh, but thirty years, thirty years old, you can still play at a high level for three, or four years. Yeah. If you're an elite guy, maybe five, six more years. I just don't see a receiver on that board at twenty six that's going to be better than DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just, I'm just saying, if Dallas is looking at a receiver in the first round, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying, oh, we'll give up the twenty six pick. Hell, I might consider that, but. You know, that's kind of where we're at right now. A lot of different things to do, and I do believe strongly you will get a much more accurate and much less interceptable Dak if you give him protection, too. So maybe the Cowboys are looking at the weapons like, well, we're going to bring Pollard back and we'll have Gallup be much better than he was last year and we'll have Lamb and we can draft a guy later or maybe add another budget free agent or something like that. Gavin, looking at next season's opponents, I'm afraid we were looking at a 10 to se- ten and 7 season with Hopkins. I'm pumped and believe we could do 12 and 5 next year. That's Tim and Carthage out of the 903. I'd be Tim. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, and, and and maybe it is misplaced optimism. You know, it has been since Brandon Carr. Back-to-back off-seasons. They tried to sign Omdi Asamoah. That didn't work. The Eagles got him, thankfully. And then they did sign Brandon Carr 5-50, and 50, and they haven't done jack since. So I would be betting against a pretty prolific and long streak. Well, and, and I get it. You know, we talk a lot about the free agents, and the Cowboys do their bargain shopping, shopping and free agency. And I'm okay on the defensive side of the football because Dan Quinn has proven he can find some of those guys and make that work, right? When they signed J. Ron Curse, we were all thinking, is that dude going to make the team? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now look. They have a long history of those safety guys not working out. Sure, but yeah. he's a captain and he's one of your best players. You don't have that kind of confidence on the offensive side of the football. You need no. to go out and get some surefire studs. And you have a weakness of talent at the skill position playmaker spot. You got to go out and solidify that. And I don't know that where you're sitting at 26 in the draft, and Brian, we're looking at this to your point, yeah. that you're going to necessarily be able to get a guy that you think day one can 
fill that void for you. Yeah. What about the PEDs, Gavin? The eight seven zero is that what DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for? I love it. You know, uh, uh, I hope he figures out a way to do more this offseason and doesn't get caught. You know, I I like when I see PEDs from a player because that means they're committed. Uh, they have the resources now to do things safely. There's a lot of great information on the internet about you know which steroids to use and and how to <laughs> counteract so it doesn't have a negative impact on your body. You know, when I see guys that are uh, affiliated with steroids, like Robert Quinn, that year he had all them sacks for the Cowboys. He was suspended the first two games. He's roiding his ass off in the off season and reigniting his career back to elite status. Had 19 sacks the next year, didn't he, with the Bears? Yes. This is great stuff when you, when you see that. Um, you know, obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt, but, I mean, players have been doing this for a long, long time, and there's some great science and information available about how to do that safely now. NFL Nation has 32 questions, one about every team. What's the one they asked about the Cowboys? It had nothing to do with DeAndre Hopkins. Will the Cowboys be able to run Mike McCarthy's offense? And I know you guys talked about it on on uh, the Love of the Star, right? Uh, yeah. And we meant to get to it yesterday, but there was so much news yesterday. I did want to circle back and hit this conversation for five minutes or so. And and the exact question: Do the Cowboys have the right personnel to run Mike McCarthy's West Coast offense? Brian, how do you answer that? Yeah, I kind of feel like though that to me it's going to be about can you have those receivers that are able to run those in breaking routes? Can you work the middle of the field? Uh, you know, I it, to me the the running back situation. You like the, if you look at what Mike McCarthy has had a history of. He's played with a fullback. Maybe he'll go out and get a true fullback uh, to 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 work with his offense. I think the runners are very important. I think the runners are important because they have to be able to catch. So do you figure that out? Was it with Tony Pollard or was it with somebody else? That sets up really well with him with what we've seen so far with Zach and I've seen so far uh, in the draft. I think they're going to have to get some guys, though, they are willing to catch the ball in traffic a little bit more inside. And if, you know, I think CeeDee Lamb is that type of guy. Uh, I, I think that's a very good fit for what you're trying to do. But I don't know about the others. We'll see with Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup runs a lot of slants. But yeah. when Michael Gallup has to contort for balls sometimes, especially in those slants, that's where, it be, that's where it's a little bit of a problem for him. So I would say that they're probably uh, they're, they're going to need the tight ends they've got. They need to get the running back situation squared up, and they're probably going to need two more receivers, I think. Wow, two more receivers. So yeah. not quite there at, at the skill position. No. Todd Archer says um, uh, Dak has to be more accurate. So yeah. they're also talking about the quarterback more accurate, hitting pass catchers in stride to allow yak. That was the huge thing that ignited the West Coast offense, seems like 40 years ago for Bill Walsh and Jerry Rice. It was 40 years ago. Yeah, uh, John Taylor and Rice, you're right. But McCarthy's that. history with quarterbacks should help that process, right, Archer? So you're betting that Mike McCarthy working closer with Dak is going to make him a player that throws with more anticipation and timing. I hope to see that. I, I don't know how you even answer that, Wolchuk. I, I know you are a reformed former uh, Dak homer. So what's your perspective on this? Well, I mean, I think Dak has the ability. It's just inconsistent with that. Like, there's times he does it. There's times where it's the ball's too high. The ball's way behind the receiver, right? So that's something he's going to have to work on this offseason. We talk about that. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what McCarthy's able to do with Dak Prescott. I think that's the reason why they've shifted to this. And we've seen success with the offense, but this is going to have to be on Dak. And we've kind of talked about it. We think Dak Prescott is what he is at this point in his career. So they're going to have to do some things that bring the best out of Dak. And, you know, Dak was quoted as saying he's talked with McCarthy. He thinks the the offense is going to be tweaked about 20 to 30 percent different from what it was a year ago. I, I'm hopeful. And look, Todd Archer said it was he, when he was on with uh, you guys on Monday. You have to get an improved Michael Gallup. Yeah. Or else you have made a drastic 
mistake. And I think you're going to this year. Uh, I, I think there might have been some stuff you know, outside of the injury that was going on with Michael Gallup that it might have been a focus issue with him. I'm hopeful that you know, you're a year removed from the injury. Michael Gallup's going to have to get back to the guy that he was and the reason why they paid him. 100%, or else yeah. this thing's going to fail. That version of Michael Gallup produced just as much as Amari Cooper did this year in Cleveland. He was a 1,000-yard receiver. 1,100, yeah, actually. Last time he and Dak were healthy, and he is a guy that runs good in breaking routes. His were more typically farther downfield, but there's no reason he can't do that closer to the line of scrimmage like more in the West Coast, right, Brian? Now, he runs a lot. He does run a lot of slants, but you also kind of see that the ball, when it gets on him, if it's just off off target, it's harder for him to make those adjustments. Okay. So that's I think that's why I'm fighting hard for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins that I know can can yeah. can put his body in position like if the ball is on his hip behind him he can he can flip his hands over to make those plays you know I I just I just feel like they're going to need a couple of different guys uh, if they're going to really make this thing work and I'm saying a couple of different guys not really knowing what you're going to get from Gallup but you yeah. need you need that right in yeah. today's NFL one depth you're going to have yeah. to have it but I mean how many times are you in a three or four wide receiver set in a spread. Yeah. And right now you've got one guy you can rely on in C.D. Yeah. Lamb. And we're we're crossing our fingers and we're hopeful that Michael Gallup gets back to the guy he was. After that, okay, what are, what are you looking at? Jalen Tolbert, can you make can you can you be a guy that we were hopeful you were when you were drafted? Otherwise, you don't know. You yes, you're gonna have to throw a lot of darts at this in free agency, whether it's trade or in the draft. You need multiple playmakers here. You're not talking about one guy. All righty, great conversation on that. That is what the NFL Nation guy said about the Cowboys' question for the offseason. Enough personnel to run the West Coast. With the Eagles, are there core players the Eagles might struggle to retain or let walk? 19 unrestricted, uh, plus Jalen Hurts in line for an extension. There's no question the Eagles are going to lose key players. Running back Miles Sanders, a possibility. Uh, Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury could also end up elsewhere. And we're just getting started at that point, Brian. Yeah, and, and I think the bigger thing that they're dealing with, too, is the coordinator part. They feel like they got guys on staff, but, you know, they're also reaching out. I saw where they're looking at a, uh, maybe the, def- the the defensive coordinator at Georgia uh, in college football uh, to to bring Ooh, on board. We'll see if, that, see if that works. Will the Giants build around uh, Daniel Jones? What will their front office decide to do? That's the big question for them. Will the Commanders be in the market for a starting quarterback this offseason, or is Sam Howell the guy? I mean, I think you kind of hope there, right? You're not, you're not planning on on that ha- happening with with Sam Howell. That's kind of like that's a backup plan just in case we can't draft. Yeah, him. I kind of feel like that the I feel like the uh, the the Commanders might be one of those teams where we're talking about where Carr and others might end up. Uh, you need to kind of com- include the Commanders as a as one of those teams that are looking for a, a quarterback maybe a veteran quarterback, and I think Hal uh, handled himself well. I just don't know right now if that's the guy you want to go with. How about Kevin Seifert? Should the Vikings sign quarterback Kirk Cousins to an extension before he becomes a free agent in 2024? He's 12 months away, guys. I would say hell no. I'll let that that one play. I would not do that either, but Minnesota does weird things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you could look around and see the quarterbacks that are having a tremendous amount of success and decide, no, we have to give Kirk Cousins $45 million or we're going to be screwed at the position. Well, That's just not paying attention. The way that Kirk Cousins operates, he'll probably get the money. He'll probably get an extension. I've yeah. never seen a gentleman so lucky when it comes to contracts as him. They do the franchise tags. He makes money on that. Then he leaves, and then they guarantee all his contracts. He makes guaranteed yeah. money. He makes a lot of guaranteed money to play quarterback at just a pretty good level. I think he bought his dad a new church. 
he's rolling like that. Mm, there you go. Yeah, I mean he's 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 got he's got it all. And you know, for uh, a fourth round pick, he's definitely had a great career. Yeah. But I wouldn't be w- w- willing to invest in him. I think the quarterback market is all out of whack. All right, G Bag Nation, we got to run. Cowboys mock draft, love it or hate it. Mm. I'll give Woolchuck and Broadus the player or players that are being mocked to the Cowboys, and they'll either give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. That's coming up next year. G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, nation. It's time for some NFL draft, hate it or love it. I will give these guys the player that, uh, you know, supposed draft experts have going to the Cowboys. And Broadus and Woolchuck will tell us, do you want to rip their press passes for such ignorance? Or would you give them a high five if you saw them at the combine? Okay, high five or ripped pass. Segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels, 214-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Make sure you do not settle for less. You guys fired up for the draft now? You've doing you've done two draft shows up there with the with the dot com folks, right at Frisco? I have, yes. I've I've joined uh, the crew there with Brian and, and Kyle Yeomans and Aisha and Bobby, and it's been an absolute blast. Had a lot of fun the last two days. Right on. Well, I know a lot of Tolos uh, always look forward to that and y'all's draft coverage. We start with Mel Kuyper, draft expert, who used to be the king of the uh, media mock drafters. And now people like what he has to say, but his credibility in the pecking order has slipped significantly. He's always entertaining, though. Mel Kuyper says with the 26th pick in the NFL draft, the Cowboys will take B. John Robinson. Hmm. saying this just makes sense, right? 
Jerry loves star running backs going back to taking Emmett in round one and 90 and has repeatedly said Zeke is the Cowboys' most important player. Guys, B. John Robinson, would you love it or hate it? Wolchuk. I'd love it. He, he's a, he's the best back in the draft. Uh, at 26, you're getting an absolute steal of a player in terms of talent to where you're picking him. He is a guy that you're not going to have to worry about the position for the next five years. He's an absolute bell cow. He's a three-down player. He can help you not only in the run game but in the passing game as well. He's he's a, he's one of those rare talents that we've seen come out in terms of guys like the Gurleys, the Zeeks, the Barkleys, and hell, he might even be the best of the bunch when we talk about some of these specialty players. So I absolutely love B. John Robinson, uh, the Texas kid. We've all gotten to see him play. He's special, and he'd answer a big-time need. And you could then move on and say goodbye from Pollard and Zeke and start a new era at running back. Yeah, I think Zach's got the player exactly right as far as the ability and all that. I kind of look at that pick as one of those that if you you got down to that point, he's going to be the best player on, on my board. Uh, he's one of the top uh, I've only got 20 first-round grades. That would mean that I would have a first-round player that I'd be able to take, you know, at 26. Uh, you know, that's usually when you start to get down in the second-round grades. I kind of I like the idea that I think the next round in the second, it, it would set me up to where I think the corner draft is going to stretch. So I'm going to get the best player, uh, the one that can help my quarterback, help my line, help my team win games. But then in the second round, I'm kind of looking at these cornerbacks because – I don't really trust the wide receivers in this group when I start to get down. I think my top wide receivers are all going to be gone when you get to 26. Okay. Now, maybe the offensive lineman would make a sense there, but that would be the best player on my board. T. Loves from our esteemed panel. 817 says they'd rather have a TCU's Miller. And it's always interesting, you know, it's like Jadavion Clowney and Tank Lawrence. All the rage was about Jadavion and a guy who grew up right down the road. And Tank Lawrence ended up having a, a significantly better NFL career. So, you know, that's something we'll definitely be tracking. And, and maybe Miller is the player they'd be interested in later on in the draft. Okay, would you love, as we go now to Bucky Brooks, NFL.com, he's looking to find a partner for two-time Pro Bowler Trayvon Diggs. And it's imperative after watching this CB2 struggle this season. He's going with your guy from Maryland, cornerback Deontay Banks. Love it or hate it, Brian? I absolutely love that pick right there. I, I, to me, that was one of the ones that I was worried about because, you know, if I was worried that he was probably not going to get to me. And these, we'll see what happens. We've got the combine. You'll get all the times, the speeds for these guys. You'll get the short shuttles, the three cones, everything about it. Well, uh, this guy is just ideal size for a corner. He's six foot. He's 207 pounds. He's a good job of locating the ball. He's never late getting his head around. He can play man coverage. He can play zone. I feel like man is his best trait. This guy doesn't labor to to run or move at all. I mean, he stays in really good position. He's got really good ball skills as well. I love the pick. Dang, that does sound wonderful, Wolchuk. You love it too? Yeah, I love him. He's, he's not one of my top corners, but at 26, uh, I think you're going to have a run on these guys, and if you're able to snag him, I think that'd be a great player, and he'd be a solid number two guy. I think he plays the, the boundary really well in terms of being able to use the sideline to his advantage, runs well, gives up some plays underneath, but I think Deontay Banks is a heck of a player. I, I'd love him at 26. Okay, it's some NFL mock draft, love it or hate it here. We're, uh, we're on the Cowboys picks here, and we go to pro football focus. Mm. They're looking for a wide receiver. Okay. Saying this guy. Okay brings the kind of juice the Cowboys were missing in 2022. His ability to take the top off the defense is second to none in the draft class. 
677 yards on deep ball catches led all of college football. We go to Tennessee where Jalen Hyatt is oh. standing by. You love that one too, Wolchuk? Yeah, give me Jalen Hyatt. Now, I don't know if he's going to be there at 26 because you've got four guys that are first-round receivers. I don't, and, and, and that doesn't include Zay Flowers because I don't think the Cowboys are going to take Zay Flowers because he's too small, even though I'm a big fan of his. But I'd be all about Jalen Hyatt. Now, he's, he's long. He's a long strider. But Jalen Hyatt's one of these guys, you're going to watch other players when you're watching Tennessee play, and all you're noticing is Jalen Hyatt making play after play after play. You want to add some speed. You want to add some playmaking down the field. Jalen Hyatt's your guy. Maybe he benefited from the type of offense they ran in Tennessee, but I'm a big fan of Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, this guy, from uh, when you look at Jalen Hyatt, he is, and Zach's right, he's a lean guy. He's six foot. He's 195 pounds. He's explosive. He's likely to run in the four threes when at the combine next Let's week. Go. And so, but you talk about a vertical player. This guy's got the length to stretch for any ball. I mean, they, 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 you know, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback there at Tennessee, I think did a heck of a job of getting him the football down the field. He's a super explosive player. He would help any offense he was a part of. Okay, we continue now. And have we found a single pick you guys would hate so far? Are they are are, are they letting these guys slip? I, you think I, I, how I many of those guys would actually be there at 26? I kind of feel like though that if you if you if you do it the right way, if you I, I don't think the runner's going to be there. Me either. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like Hyatt's going to be there. The wide receiver from Tennessee. I think Banks could. Banks, the cornerback from Maryland. I think he got a shot. Okay, we go next here to uh, Daniel Jeremiah. NFL.com says this edge has inside outside versatility, and I think he'll be one of the stars of next week's combine. We go to G Tech, where Edge Keon White would love to put a star on his helmet. Would you guys like it? Okay, so this is a guy that I like more than Brian does, I think. Now, I, I wouldn't like it at 26. I think this is a little too high for, for little rich, Little rich for your blood? Little rich, little rich. But then again, uh, you might be wiped here, and you might not have first-round picks. But I think this dude's got a good spin move now. He's got kind of that thick basketball build. He's a converted tight end to edge, and you can see that in the way that he's built. He's got a strong bull rush, good combination of power and speed off the off the edge. Seems like a guy that I think you could kick inside to rush on third downs as well, in my opinion. Shows the ability to split the guard and center and slant down the line to get tackles for loss in the run game. I thought his tape against North Carolina was really good. I think he's a high upside type of player, which you'd be looking at. So I could see scouts really falling in love with Keon White. I don't love this pick at 26, though. Not a big fan of the pick myself, though, but I'd say what this guy is, he is a bully, and mm. that's you know when you watch him, he's a guy that can kind of beat up play, uh, beat up opponents. Uh, you know, he's got a real nose for the ball. You're not going to f- fool him on plays. He can stay in position. He plays with leverage in the run game. I don't see a great pass rusher here, but if you want a guy that can kind of play the run better than he can play the pass, Keon White from Georgia Tech's your guy. Okay, so you're ripping Daniel Jeremiah's press pass. That's the first press pass we're that's, ripping that's there at the, the combine. Yeah, Get a, over here. And he's a beast. Former former yeah. NFL scout as well. So, yeah, yeah the media scouts were liking more right. than the real scout, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay, we go down the road here to Baylor in the nose tackle. Siaki Ika? Ika? The Athletics, Dane Brugler and Walter Football, nope. both going with the big nose tackle out of Baylor for the Cowboys at 26 to help their run defense. I would love that personally, sight unseen, Wolchuk, but you're saying no? No, thank you. I will pass on Ika there. Uh, I'm not taking him at 26. I think that is too high for me. I'd like him. I don't think he's a bad player. First round, though, I think you can do a little bit better than taking Ika. Uh, he's not a bad player by any means. 
But to me, 26 is just a little too high. I think there's better. I think there's better defensive tackles you can get later on in the draft. I'll tell you what. However, we evaluate these guys that are all 330 pounds or 340 pounds. These one techniques that would be great for the combine. You know, I I really do look forward to this. I think that you could, if you're wiped out, this is a kind of the player that you would take. I don't know if the Cowboys would take a one technique at at 26. Again, that's a second round grade for uh for for me uh, on on my board. But man, this guy is super active the way that he does play. I love the way he competes. He's not going to let the blocker get the best of him. He's difficult to handle when going one on one. He's almost like a sumo wrestler in the way he comes off the ball because he just like he like slams into you and just and then he starts knocking guys back and nobody's really able to kind of handle the power that this guy plays with. He's a he is a transfer from LSU and he's super super hard to move. Ah, we hit it. I love the way he finishes. He's an LSU transfer. I, I didn't want to, I had to get that in there for sure. But yeah, I do love the way he finishes plays. He is. He's really wide and he's got really good hands. He's and hard I, to move. He's he's really smart when it comes to the screen game. Yeah, you know he's he's one of those. Guys, he's a really instinctive player. I mean, he, he, I like him, but I don't love him at twenty six. Okay, we got to go lightning around here. Just tell me if you'd love it or hate this stuff here. We got the Clemson linebacker Trenton Simpson. Have you looked at him, Chad Reuter? NFL.com hate picking it. him to the Cowboys. You hate that? Hate that pick. Brian? That would be a hard pick for me, too. Okay, he hates you. He ha- you hear that? Clemson, it's like you're Paul Dawson back in the day at TCU. <laughs> that dude's a bust. <laughs> uh, how about tight end uh, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah? Oh, I love that. He's the best tight end in the draft, in my opinion. I would take a couple others uh, ahead of him. It's fine. You're okay. wrong. Okay. <laughs> how about the guard from Florida, Osiris Torrance? I, like, I like that at 26. I think Torrance at 26 is a good pick. He's going to look uh, probably not very athletic when we watch the combine drills. You're, so you'd hate that? You wouldn't take him at 26? No, I think that I think to me, though, if they're looking for the guard, he's the best guard on the board. Unless you want to, in this, you want to say uh, our guy from our center from Minnesota, Michael Smith. Mm, John Michael Smith. Oh, yeah, John Michael Smith. If you want to play him at guard and move him at center at another time, that might be the route you go. But this guy's a mammoth guy, but he's going to look bad in the drills. I'm just telling you that right now. You have Northwestern offensive lineman uh, Peter Skoronsky uh, from your crusty friends at the 33rd team, Brian. And then the Arkansas linebacker Drew Sanders from uh, CBS's Chris Trapasso. Love, hate. Skoronsky got all the way to Cowboys at 26. You got the Cowboys 26 there. Hand the card in. Yeah, that'd be a love. Yeah. If he falls to 26, hell yes, sign me up. That's a safe pick. Drew Sanders watched him at Denton Ryan, covered him there. Big fan of his. He's the best linebacker in the draft. Uh, he can rush the passer. I, sure. I'm okay. I don't love it. I like it. That'd be okay. I think I like it too. He's a first round guy on my board. Thank you, gentlemen. That's uh, NFL draft, uh, mock draft roundup. Love it or hate it. Yep. An Alaska woman is recovering after she was kicked in the head by a moose. A moose that snuck up on her. I didn't know they were uh, that, that sort of a, a ninja-type animal that they're they're going to go out there and sneak up on you. I'll tell you what I had to do yesterday after Lucius and everybody was talking. You were talking about the, uh, the alligator coming up out of the water. Yeah. They got video of that. No. They have video of, you could oh, see. Oh, I don't want to see that. You could see the alligators, like the, the stream, the wake that he's making. Like he yeah. sees the dog. And he sees the lady, and he comes. You oh. see the wake. Oh. And he just, why didn't he get the dog? Why did he go with the he lady? He missed the dog and hit the lady's leg. Oh no! Yeah. So he was going for the dog. He was going for the dog. Oh, yeah. no. That was that was a tragic story. Yeah. It was they traumatic to report it. on it. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. that's good to know. I I guess if anybody does want to see that, <laughs> now uh, moose. Uh, you know, I I I would think that you know they they are very dangerous. I have heard that about. It's it's like the most dangerous animal to humans in Alaska. Because of how aggressive they are, uh, I did not know they were also sneaky. 
Tracy Hansen says she was walking her dog last week. Uh, walking the dog's a bad thing. When she felt something from behind whack her across the head. She must be hard of hearing. I thought someone had not been paying attention and hit me with a bike or something. I'd put my hands to my head and I'm like, I'm bleeding. She adds while she and her dog had, had passed a moose a short time earlier, she still wasn't sure what had struck her. Fortunately, Anchorage resident Kate Timmons, who was driving by with her family, saw the whole thing unfold. She said she watches the moose sneaked up on its unsuspecting victim and even tried warning her as the moose got close. My husband was able to pull her over uh, to the snowbank, so we would uh, get her in the truck with her dog and kind of get her out of the way. It definitely seemed unprovoked from our standpoint. Despite the incident, Hanson says she has no plans to stop going on daily walks with her dog. Maybe she's going to talk to Gator Lady in Florida. Gator Lady was not bundled up as more than Moose Lady. Moose Lady might have been bundled up so much that she couldn't hear the moose. Yeah. You know, she has on a stocking hat, maybe a hood, yeah. maybe a lot of clothing. Yeah. You know, you, you, sometimes you just you can't even hear when you're that bundled and up. You and hear the, you hear your own feet are crunching. Yeah. Your own feet are crunching That's under it. that yeah. snow. Well, yeah. 214 said they grew up in Alaska, and the moose don't sneak up on you. They just blend in. Imagine being a kid walking to school, and it's dark outside. Oh, and these moves that's are just, right. They're everywhere. It's dark everywhere. That's right. Okay, now it makes sense with the sun and the eclipse and all that and the equator. Okay, Rangers today, how good is the new pitcher who's trying to rock his spot into the rotation? That's coming up next here on 105.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here, home of the Cowboys, home of the Rangers. We're heading to Surprise on Sunday afternoon. And it is time now for uh, Zach Wolchuk to give you the Texas Rangers news of the day. Here he is. Man, the player that I might be most excited to see when we go out there to surprise next week, there's two. And it's two that might not even be on the big league roster this year at all. And it's the young pitchers. It's lighter and it's rocker. rocker. And I got some buzz here from Josh Young, who got to face Rocker for the first time in spring training. And he said... Man, quote, he rocked. He was throwing a 99-mile-per-hour sinker. Yeah, I didn't even know he had that. And you could just see it in his eyes. He was coming for us. It was tough. And that's the, that's the quote from Josh Young. And this is just great because, you know, Rocker, he, last year he was drafted 10th overall by the Mets in 2021. He ends up not getting a deal done. He's got to go. He's got to undergo surgery. Then he re-enters the draft. The Rangers end up taking him number three, which ended up being a surprise. Yeah. But Chris Young fell in love with him. So Kamal Rocker ended up. You know, he pitched 14 innings in the Arizona Fall League, but apparently he's got the velocity back. He's got this the the, the fastballs working for him, but a 99 mile per hour sinker. 
that is exciting. And Jack Leiter is a guy that certainly he struggled in the minors last year, but he's a dude that the mental toughness is something when you talk to people that are around Jack Leiter, that's not going to phase him. People are expecting him to bounce back, and the Rangers have, have gone ahead, and you know they got new coaches now in the minors. They've completely gone ahead and, and helped with the new pitching department there. And I think Bruce Bochy and, and Maddox as well are going to help with this. But I'm really pumped to see how those two young guys look because that's the future at the position. And we're all going to be pumped to see DeGrom and Evaldi, and certainly they're going to factor into the Rangers' success for this year. When you you look ahead to the to the future of the Texas Rangers, those hopefully are are the top two at the front end of the rotation for years to come. And to hear a guy like Josh Young just glowing about, hey, I got to go up against this guy one time, and it's like, my gosh, this dude's got some elite stuff. I think it's it, it's really positive right now. So when we get out yeah. and we fly out on Sunday. It'll be fun to, to, to watch those guys get to pitch. I, I just hope that they can make themselves the top prospects on that board, you know, because right now it's a little bit disappointing that Jack Leiter's not the clear number one prospect. I think you have to look at last year and say, has the upside been reduced a little bit? Is the probabilities that he hits his max potential coming down a little bit? Because after spending those years in college, if you're going to be a superstar, you should be dang close. And I just didn't feel like it, it was last year. And there's at least one or two pitchers ahead of him in the prospect rankings for the organization. So hopefully this year he can at least vault himself to the top of that. Kind of feel like, though, with, you know, with, you know, with Mike Maddox there, Greg Maddox, I, I see, is kind of spending a lot of time with him. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, and Greg was kind of a crafty pitcher, you know, the way he you know nibbled on corners and stuff like that. Maybe he's trying to help him with some stuff. I think the bigger thing is that the Rangers – you know, let's let's see if this this coaching change in the man in the minor leagues, not only with the on the big leagues staff. I'm with, with you, but let's see with you know with maybe the new pitching coaches involved, you know, with Bruce Bochy and Maddox and those guys, and see why, and maybe they got a better understanding, and, and maybe maybe because you had these guys, you know, when see why came in, we always ask them about the evaluation questions, you know, evaluating everything and. I'm glad he evaluated the the minor league system and said, "No, we need to make some changes here." No, because because those guys evidently are not developing fast enough. Amen for what they uh, for what they're for what they need to do. And I don't think it's as much on the players. There's a portion that is, but I think more so it is on the staff. And they weren't getting the job done because it, it's not it's not just on one one player. It wasn't just Jack Leiter. Cole yeah. Wynn was a minor league all star two years ago. Yeah. yeah, last year you're hoping. Come August, that's a guy that could be a call-up or a September call-up at worst. And he regressed to the point where he wasn't ready. You had to have Cole Reagans come up and pitch because you just were out of options. Mm -hmm. And you had to just throw him to the Wolves. And he wasn't ready either. No, no. The the greatest thing that happened to this organization in the offseason was not getting DeGrom. It was the fact that their old system was torn down. Yeah. A lot of people a lot of people love J D. He's charming. You know, he's a nerd like the rest of us in the media, so he has some friends here. And but I, I think how that went for fifteen years and never be able to create any sort of uh, an assembly line of minor league talent to the big leagues outside of a few random hits. Like you shouldn't be able to screw it up that bad even if you were trying to. Right. Absolutely. Now, uh, I do have some Jersey news for you. The Rangers are saying goodbye to the Red Tops, guys. Mm. To stay in accordance with Nike Baseball's new 4 plus 1 policy on uniforms. Four uniforms plus a City Connect 
uniform. The Rangers had to say bye-bye to one combination. So a year ago, they had the white tops, blue tops, gray tops, of course the Sunday powder blues, and the red tops. Now the powder blues we know are only worn on Sundays. The red tops were only worn on home Fridays. Powder blues are the most popular among the fans and consumers. Uh, Now, the Rangers are not doing away completely with the red caps, but to keep this, they're going to have to go away with the red tops. So they're still going to be able to work in the red caps with the white tee, and they can use that for another look. But the team last year... They did, away with the, they did away with the initial red caps that featured the outline of the state of Texas along with the interlocking TX and the X. Yep. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, they didn't like the look of that. Looked very, it looked very like a spring training hat. It did. Yeah. It, I, I agree with you 100%. But last year, Rangers were only 3-8 and eight in the red tops. So maybe this is, you know, like a bad juju thing. Okay. Shake it off. Just weren't successful in them. Yeah. So we go ahead and we move on. Just if you gotta if you gotta get rid of a jersey, go ahead and pick the one that you didn't succeed in. They were three and eight. You know, ironically, the one that they were most successful in, they were four and one when they wore the fiftieth anniversary of the yeah. first season in Texas. Yeah, the nineteen seventy two jerseys. The you gotta pay attention yeah, to with, stuff like that. That's with the Texas across the front, right? Yes, the, and those the, are good looking yeah, jerseys. They really are. I was listening to Pat Doney, expert uh, TV broadcaster. He was on with Sean and RJ this morning, and, and they were talking about you know Brad Miller. And apparently, when he was on the Phillies a couple of years back, he brought a, a a good luck like a bamboo plant into the clubhouse. Team won nine in a row. You know, some of this stuff you can't explain it, but you got to pay attention to it. You're not sure why it works, but you got to go with it. It's like the Jeter gold thong. There you go. All of a sudden, he's in a slump. You you bust out the gold thong, and now I'm a hitting. Baseball players, they're so unique. I mean, they'll do anything. They really will. Yeah. You know. Slump, they'll slump bust. They'll slump That's bust. what it takes. That's what you know. Remember Bull Durham. You you love a good slump buster, <laughs> a hunger buster too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean who doesn't? But a good if you're, belt buster. If you're belt below bust. the belt, if you're buster. if you're a big leaguer in shape, two hundred and ten pounds, nine percent body fat, you got options. They're doing that intentionally, bro. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, okay, so we got <laughs> the Rangers roster projections two from the morning news. We're going at catcher, not a shocker, Jonah Hyman, Mitch Garver. Now, we had a chance for maybe Sandy Leone to be the third catcher, but the fact that uh, they added Robbie Grossman and they had to put Brett Martin on the 60-day 60 60-day 60 IL, they don't have the flexibility now to really keep three catchers. Your infield, probably keeping six infielders, Nathaniel Lowe, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Josh Young, Josh Smith, not Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, mm. and Mark Mathias. So, you've got Matthias, who can get some DH time when Garver either catches or you can put him at first against the occasional lefty. And then your outfield, you'd keep five outfielders. Adolis Garcia, Leody Tavares, Robbie Grossman, Brad Miller, and Bubba Thompson. So, one other element of a left-field platoon to consider, of the 469 players with at least 100 plate appearances last year, you had Bubba Thompson who ranked in the top 10% of base running runs above average, mm-hmm. according to fan graphs. So he's an enormous asset on the base path, and we know that because he's, he's just fast as hell. So he can end up being one of those guys that just, if you're a pitcher on the mound, you've constantly got to pay attention when Bubba's on. And he's a dude that also, you saw him laying down more keep, bunts. Keep at the working end of the year. on that bunt game. That's what I was going to say. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Your starting rotation, 
DeGrom, Heaney, Evaldi, Perez, and Gray. And you might even see a six-man rotation at some points, according to CY. Your bullpen, LeClerc, Brock Burke, Joe Barlow, Jonathan Hernandez, like Hernandez. Taylor Hearn, yeah. Jake Odorizzi, Josh Spores, and how about Glenn Otto? Former starter? I can move on from Spores. Turned bullpen guy. Uh, I'm with you there. I'm not a huge yeah. huge believer. Uh, some other guys, you know, you got Ian, Ken- Ian Kennedy, who was a roster invite. Sure. And uh, Cole Reagans might also kind of be going through there. But I didn't mention Dane Dunning, who continues to rehab there as well. So there's some there's some names on here that were left off that list, and we'll see when we get out there. We'll get we'll get our eyes on this thing, get a projection for ourselves. But this is fun, man. We're talking Texas Rangers baseball here in your home of the Rangers. Thank you, Woolchuck. Hey, why why does like Red Lobster's commercials look better than they really are in real life? Uh, it's really just the Cheddar that? Bay biscuits. That's the reason to go. Yeah, they they they're all good at that. I think even a, even a Carl's Jr. burger looks like a. I mean, that thing looks yeah. like you you know it's like a feast, you know. And then you get there and you're kind of like, what? What just happened? Two one four wants to know: Are y'all going to talk about how Ben DiNucci is playing tonight in the XFL? He's got to have a game with less than three turnovers before I talk about him. Okay, yeah. that's enough. Uh, uh, I asked yeah. Gavin. I'm like, hey, do you want do you want us to get Ben DiNucci on? Yeah. Because he's our guy. That's our that's our brethren. But as maybe soon, he gets a weekly show if he plays a little. Well, I want when I ben want plays well. We'll put him on. I want some of the the new uh, a trucker hats with the upside down D though the the navy blue one. Well, we're still waiting on. It's a delivery. hot hat. It's a good, it's a good looking hat. I know we're still waiting for our delivery. We are. Um, so waiting, boys. I, I don't know. I enjoy <laughs> I Ben DiNucci. There's a lot going on in sports right now. Mavs coming out of the break. We're heading for the combine. We have Rangers spring training, and I would love to talk with Ben DiNucci at a later date especially after those hats arrive. Hey, uh, we got to run, though. Four o'clock hour is coming up here in the G-Bag Nation. And uh, what do we have going on? Uh, I'll tell you. Can the Mavs make a run? We have reporter Tim Bontemps, ESPN, joining us to talk about all that and more as the NBA gets back underway here on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 